hello and welcome to the No Holds Barred Witchcraft Podcast. So, carrying on our conversation, Chris, I'm seeing, right, this Feisty Witches show. You know the Feisty Witches show we does for Paranormal TV. We've mentioned it before. All you people that listen to the podcast should really watch the Feisty Witches show. Now, I know that it is not a very highbrow because it's mainly listened to by paranormal investigators. But I also know that a lot of our witches and practitioners watch it for the comedy, yeah, the comedy factor, i.e. me taking the piss out of you. Not too dissimilar from this podcast, in fact, but, you know, I know that you've been a little upset, Chris, with it format so I'm thinking we uh, change it up a bit and this is what I'm proposing so gut reactions please okay so I propose that for the first sort of 30 minutes of that hour show we be very serious and talk from a very very mundane slash beginners when I say beginners I really mean beginners paranormal investigator not beginner witch so basically like the slow kids we talk, you know, and cover things to that extent. So it's super simple. And then for the next half an hour, the second half of the show, we might be able to introduce like a couple more exciting things that might actually make it worth, you know, from our perspective, exploring things that are a bit more exciting as opposed to just the standard Wikipedia article on black mirrors and the like. What are you thinking? Well, that's what well, that's what we talked about doing for the beginning. You've just never followed that format. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not true. I'm not having that. We always said that we'd keep it super simple, didn't we? That was the original thing. It's supposed to be like really, really, really simple. So no one with any idea of anything occulty or magical can follow along with it. But I know we struggle to do that. So I'm thinking maybe, you know, maybe keep it super simple at the beginning, but know that actually we can have a decent conversation the second half of the show. Because I'm struggling to keep it super simple. And keep a straight face. Um, you mean not be rude to people. And by people I mean watchers, not me. That's what I just said. <laughs> well, that's what I just said, isn't it? No, that's not what you just said. Fine, can we get on with the show? I thought that that was what I just said, but clearly... Okay, well, today's show for the Feisty Witches is Octoghost, and it's all about animals and that, but this ain't the Feisty Witches show. This show is uh, called, what's it called? Past Life Pokeball, because uh, you know our friend Little Delphi? Yep. Say yes, Leo. I did say yes. Our friend Little Delphi, we had a lovely four-hour conversation all about past lives and the like. Oh, right, sorry. I think there might be a delay on the the Skypey, whatever yeah. we're on. Because you're very pixelated and you're not moving yeah, like in a fluid motion. It's like a strobe light. It's cutting out. Like you're literally just staring at me with a weird kind of face at the moment. Oh, now his eyes is closed. <laughs> oh. Technical difficulties, I believe, was what they call it. I don't know if he's still there. He's still there? No, he's not. He's doing that thing where it goes, a beep, 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 beep. You know that thing like it does on FaceTime? I'll hang up and call him back. So anyway, people. So what we're talking today is we're going to be talking about a past lives. But I want to talk about past lives from a, a witch's or from a magical practitioner's perspective. So, you know, not past lives as in the Reiki practitioner, new agey kind of, oh, well, we'll put you into an altered state of consciousness and you can go experience being Cleopatra. Because, you know, Chris, they, they were, were all Cleopatra, Cleopatra weren't they? <laughs> they were all Cleopatra. Um, 
Whereas I'm thinking more, we've got to talk about what what is the actual reasons why we do cover past life work and whether it's a thing or not. Because most people, such as I think Little Delphi, when I originally spoke to her about it, it was kind of like, well, it might be a thing, it might not be a thing, but who really cares? When actually there is a lot of important answers that can be got from doing experiments with the past life stuff, you yeah. know? Because we got that other person, the other person on the on the Thoth Witchcraft Patreon, um, Chipmunk. You know Chip, or no, we didn't call him. You Chipmunk, just keep did we? calling him Chipmunk. Or are we calling him the Neoplatonist? I keep calling him Chipmunk because of the the strange like their problem with the voice and that when it first came on. There was something wrong with the microphone. It sounded like a Chipmunk slash Dolphin. Well, you know, I just think Chipmunk whenever I think of him now. So we might have to change his nickname to Chipmunk. I don't know about that. He's probably listening, actually. Shout out to Little Delphi and a shout out to Chipmunk, if you are listening. So this one is all for you two. You two. We're going to talk past oh, lives. Okay. Chris, why are you giving me that look? I didn't know what you, who you meant by you two. You two. Yeah, Little Delphi and Chipmunk. This podcast is all okay. for you. Got to okay. share it. So should I start yeah, us off? Yeah, or go on. Are you going to start off? What was I supposed with... to start off with? Oh, well, I don't know. I thought we was just going to have a conversation about past lives and the like. So, we normally are, starts with me asking you a question. So I'll ask you a question, a super simple okay. one. Why would you want to investigate a past lives, Chris? Whether you got one or whether you am and that. What what what's the point? benefits like the benefits of drinking more water yeah. for example there's lots of benefits from drinking more water because people don't drink enough water benefits of looking and delving into the past lives and the like what do you feel the benefits well, are both past lives and future lives both have the beauty of hindsight so you know it is often helpful to uh, look at a situation after it's happened and learn shit from it But I can learn that from a history book, you know, or talking about not repeating the same, you know, stupid things of ancestors or people gone by and, you know, learn from history or that. That's all the sort of shit they used to spout at school in history class. You've got to learn about history. That's why you've got to memorise these dates and that Henry VIII had six wives and what the names of them are. So we can learn. I'm... Not entirely sure what we were supposed to learn from that, because that went over the top of my head, <laughs> much like the morality in most Disney films goes over <laughs> my head. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not entirely sure. So uh, can you elaborate on that? So what is it that we're kind of learning through hindsight? Is it not doing, repeating the same things in the past? Because if it's the future, you're looking at future lives, then it's kind of like, well... What are you saying? Learning from but no, my, I'm actually talking about learning skills. So skills that you've already learned ah. or will learn and picking those up so you don't have to learn them. I I'm thinking more cheat codes. Okay, so that makes sense. Right. Because I know from back when I was at school, I learned how to work out percentages and that. And nowadays I can't do that because I'm a mundane and, I, you know, if you consider graduating and leaving primary school as a death <laughs> and then starting senior school as a rebirth and then uh, leaving senior school and graduating from that as a death and then going on as a new life, that kind of thing, if we're using that as an example, then I can't remember after shit from senior school. So if I was to do back past life work, I would then be able to remember how to do percentages and factorise quadratic equations and the like, which would suit me now in my current life. Is that what you're saying? Essentially, that's what I'm saying. So you're talking about knowledge. You're talking about acquiring knowledge of things that you've yeah. already learned instead of having to repeat the process. Yeah. Okay. Because I see in paganism and in a magical practice, there's a hell of a lot of repeating the process exactly. in there. And there's also a lot of arguing about 
you can't do it that way because that's not what the books say and that's not what the PhD professor says <laughs> that the ancient Greeks yeah. did. So we've got to do it. And because there's a new book published about archaeology and I know a little bit more about archaeology than the other person at the local moot now, I can rub it in their face and say, oh, you think that that's a thing. Bless you. You're still on the books from the 1990s. We've caught on. We've gone forwards <laughs> now. Oh, I feel sorry for you. As opposed to the person that's actually going back there and actually downloading the direct information from the past life experiences, yeah. you're saying. I'm saying cheat right. sheet. Okay. Cheat yeah. sheets. Because that's the first, I think, that's the first level of why past lives and future lives and the like are, are important to experiment with because the basic concept of well if i've learned if i've lived a thousand lives then there must be a lot of knowledge within those thousand lives that would be benefit of me today so whether i'm some from some ancient culture in the past or the future that has some sort of clever technology or a formula or a summer i can just download that knowledge but a lot of people can come to that conclusion yeah. i think it's also but one it's also of the, why I've sorry. I think a little part of me is why I've never learnt to drive. Because this would be the first body I ever learnt to drive in. You know how I feel about not doing things perfectly first time. Wow, driving an automobile or just driving a ship? I don't think tank? it's anywhere near the same thing. Or an I don't airplane. think they're the same thing. But then as well, they definitely is, weren't any... are you in a future life going to drive? I suppose. And if you did, then what makes it the fact that this is the first time? I suppose. Okay. Right, so. In terms of why we make a big thing about a past life and that, is because in order to make the transition between doing a basic ass magic, like what everyone generally did us on the internet and the like, and then doing the high level magic, the big stuff and the like, then uh, what the super witches do, in it Chris, what the super witches get up to, is it's really important that you understand things on a deeper level. So if you're gonna start working on yourself or doing magic on someone else, we get that basic witches understand enough about the basics of the universe that we're in. They understand how to manipulate energy through spell work and the like, and they can do that. But in order to get big things done, you don't just add power to a spell because that doesn't necessarily yeah. work. What you need to do is you need to work a little bit smarter and you need to understand things more on a deeper level level now if you're trying to do some sort of a super complicated healing magic or a super complicated hexing and a cursing and a black magic or you're wanting to uh, disassemble the universe in order to rewrite the laws of physics temporarily then what you've got to do is you've got to really understand things on that level so let's keep it as simple and let's talk about how that relates to past lives well past lives they are lives of yours, such as future lives. That means that you obviously exist over multiple time frames, over multiple years, and all of these things are kind of linked together. So what we've got to think about is you think about yourself as a branch, a branch of a tree, yeah? You're just one branch of one tree. From a start to end, from the, your birth to your death, you're one branch of a tree. The thing is, is that if you've had multiple lifetimes, you've been and are multiple branches, essentially. They're all interlink. So in order to really understand bigger concepts like how the soul works, you need to build a map of how that works. And in order to do that, you kind of need to, like anything, you make a map, Chris, by exploring, yeah. don't you? Checking out all the nooks and crannies. And then you make a somewhat imperfect map, but the more you explore, the more intricate the map becomes. 
So when it comes to trying to understand the structure of the soul or the structure of the universe and the like, what you need to do is start exploring and a mapping it. Now, if you start to discover and start working with past and future lives, you should be able to answer questions like those old big questions and the theosophical questions, like Neoplatonism yeah. and the like, and the all, the concept of the all, and whether you're a one thing, what happens after you die, what happens before birth, all of those questions are super simple to answer. And if you're a witch anyway, because you do actual magic, so you should be able to find out the answers to those questions by doing exploration and trying to work out what happens. So if we give you a basic, a super basic structure in which to work with, not so much to tell you how it is, it's not really about that, because this may or may not be correct, may be flawed, may not be flawed. It's mainly just so that everyone that's listening to the podcast are all on the same page in regards to examples and, you know, the fancy poetic language that we're using to describe really complicated shit. Exactly. So, if we've already said that your life currently, that your experiences, is a branch of a tree, and if we want to look at past lives and the like, then you are essentially part of a bigger thing. So, you're a branch, but that branch is part of the tree. The tree is really your core at the end of the day. So, you are currently experiencing yourself as a branch or thinking about yourself as a branch but if you thought about yourself as a tree in total you're the combination of all of those other branches and leaves and the root system and all that bollocks so pulling on and getting yourself into the position of instead of working as a branch working and going into the tree trunk and pulling in information from all those other branches much like nutrients and the like you're in a better position to do more interesting stuff because you're a bigger thing and a more powerful so when it comes to dealing with super big magics and the like not only does a tree trunk and an entire total tree have more power than a single branch but as well as the tree trunk can pull in all of the information, nutrients and the like from all those other branches. It also, if it's a climber, can utilise those individual branches to get a foothold in a certain location or area or energy or thing. You know, it depends on the type of tree. So we got to think about ourselves as, OK, there's a certain amount that you can do as a human. And most witches fall into the... Um, mistaken thought of well as soon as I get the ability to see and manipulate energy the world is my oyster and I can do whatever I want and I don't think that's really true is it Chris because if that were true I see a lot of it but a lot of people that come to these kind of they write posts and the like about oh how do I do this hex or how do I do that hex or should I send the energy back? That's transmutation of energy, right? What people mistakenly think is when they get to the stage where they can transmute energy, any hexes that come towards them, they can send back. Any energy that comes towards them that's a negative, they can transmute it and turn it into a positive. That's basic ass magic. Even those so insta-witches can do that. People think, even the insta-witches can do that. So people think that, okay, magical practice, when I get to that level, I'm essentially untouchable. But of course, that's a crock of shit. You're not untouchable. And I see, Chris, that a lot of people seem to get stuck with that. They seem to think, well, I've gotten to that level now. There's no point in hexing. And there's no point in cursing another witch because they can transmute the energy. But that's that's true. There's no point in hexing or cursing another witch. But you can still destroy yeah. the witch by using things Real that magic. are beyond such magic. By using, like, starting to get into post-foundational or intermediate magics that isn't discussed, yeah. really. 
working on a bigger thing because you're assuming a bigger position. You're no longer working from the perspective of you're a tree trying to be up another a, a branch or a leaf of a tree trying to uh, attack another. You're actually talking about I'm an entire tree that is acting against a singular branch yep. or leaf. So that may make sense or it may not make sense. I don't really know. Uh, anything to add? I suppose not really. It's one. It's one of those. <clears throat> it's one of those things that you know most people just go, "Oh, that's you know super witch bollocks." Um, but that's mainly because they're not used to pushing themselves beyond what they think they know. And I think that's where the importance of yeah. kind of past and future life work comes in because it starts to kind of see yourself as a greater thing, um, as a fuller being. Mm. Obviously, it goes a lot further than that for some of us. but Much further. We've only talked about the know, trunk of the tree. We haven't even talked about the roots and the exactly. forest and all that. When you then start to push to the point where you're actually operating as an entire forest, that starts to be a bit different. Um, you know, and it's not one of those things where all trees are made the same. So going back to what you were saying before, you know, some yeah, trees are saplings, and some people, are, some people are the great <laughs> sequoia. Like you know, so you just kind of, depending on where you are in existence right now, which is different for most people, um, you know, will depend exactly how this applies to you. But it's not one of these greater conscious. Um, new age bollocks kind of comments that we're trying to make we are talking about you being a greater being not <laughs> an interconnectivity age of aquarius crap we're actually talking about actually what the full extent of a human soul is capable of being when it is beyond the human so which doesn't mean alien um not human doesn't automatically equal alien just thought I best point that out. I'm sure you'll upset a couple of people that want to talk about aliens, yeah. though. Um, okay, so before we go into the um, the Patreon only section, so the slightly more advanced stuff that we normally talk about, let's debunk Platonism, Neoplatonism, because. This is what I'm seeing as the current, and it has been for the past couple of thousand years, I suppose, as ignoring Judeo-Christian yeah. magicians and witches. It's and the main secular belief, but isn't people it? People think it's the main secular belief and it's kind of the driving force behind a lot of things such as Wicca and the like nowadays, at least I think the Alexandrian tradition, um, that, okay, I'm a witch, I'm a being, what happens is I'm a birthed from this big pool of soup and then I live my life and then when I die I go back into that big pool of soup. So I don't really have to worry all that much about what I do and the like because that soup is just experiencing and recasting constantly. Yeah. And uh, it can appear that that is what happens to people that don't do any fucking experimentation. It sounds very nice as a philosophy and it can ex it can appear like that, much like it can appear that the earth is in is yes. flat. People think the earth is flat because they look and it looks somewhat flat and they've done experiments with a piece of string and stuff like that to see, oh, well, actually the earth is quite flat. But when you do bigger experiments, <laughs> you work out that actually the earth is not flat. I hate to break it to you people, the flat earthers, the earth is not flat. From my perspective, I don't see the earth as a flat. <laughs> so what we're talking about is obviously, okay, the concept of the all is really quite misunderstood because what people think is they think, ah, okay, the all is this soup that everything emanates from. And I become a human, and then I get poured back into the soup. And then I become a dog, and then I get poured in back into the soup. And then I become a planet, and then I get poured back into the soup. And it's as simple as that. But the process really isn't. Because you've got to think of it in terms of 
if you are the human body is a cup the human experience is a cup you're a picking up that cup full of water from a rock pool yes from a rock pool people think that that rock pool is the all that rock pool is not the all that rock pool is a rock yeah. pool okay not all of the cups out there that are filled with water come from that rock pool, you see. That's where they mistake and they think they all come from the <laughs> rock pool, but they don't. The person that's that opposite you or the next person you meet or the person you met previously to us starting this podcast didn't necessarily come from the same rock pool. But as anyone that has been to the seaside does know, that technically the ocean does come in yeah. and... Uh, leave a rock pause, which then get divided up and then I'll go back out again and then the like. So what you've got to start thinking about is you've got to start thinking about, well, actually, okay, the dying process and the birth process must come from that rock pool, but that doesn't mean that, you know, that rock pool is an entity essentially in itself. And yes, that rock pool may merge with other rock pools, but only when the tide comes yeah. in. And I know this is getting super complicated, but let's go back to the tree idea. So if we think of it in terms of your past and future lives instead of cups of water are actually branches on a tree. But that tree is a thing, okay? That tree is an actual entity that has freedom to move to a certain extent as an entire unit and do some quite complicated things because trees are quite smart they do all sorts of crazy ass mm. shit as any gardener will tell you um so when it comes to you trying to because it's all about power chris isn't it at the end of the day people confuse with the uh, notion of it's all about power with i've got to add more rosemary to my spell <laughs> or i've got to add a slightly more vicious herb to my spell <laughs> And in reality, much like as above, so below, in the real world, if you want to get shit done, you need a power. There is power that comes in the form of knowledge. There is a power that comes in the form of money. And then there is a power that comes in the form of, you know, other shit in the mundane world. Someone with a lot of money has a lot of power, but they can't necessarily use that money to pay a doctor to cure an incurable condition. So there is limits to that power. They have a lot of power, but they don't have enough power because they don't have the knowledge to fix the incurable condition. Similarly, someone with uh, you know access to uh, the right medicine that can has some problem with their eyes or something like all these television adverts uh, you know where you see blind children going blind they say give us a fiver and we'll cure a hundred blind people in like africa and that you think well you have the power to do it we have the knowledge but we don't necessarily have the money to do that so let's expand a little bit on this in the patreon so for those of you that don't know what the thought witchcraft patreon is me and uh, the lovely chris we like to try and put ourselves out there a little bit and trying to help other people on their own magical path because we know that a lot of public facing magical practice is absolute shit. And a lot of publicly facing magical practitioners seem to be completely inept. In fact, a lot of them, I'm not even sure how they manage to put their socks and pants on in the morning. It does worry me how they've lasted Ouch. this long. So we tried to use our knowledge and the like to put a little bits of snippets out there for you guys to listen to that you can chuckle along with. You might agree or you might disagree. But what we've created is the Thoth Witchcraft Patreon, which is a one-to-one -one mentoring platform, essentially. So you get extended editions of this podcast with things that we're not really allowed to do. Another content about. like that. You know, whether it's a secrets or whether it's the stuff that won't get us kicked off of a YouTube and Spotify <laughs> and the like, because it's too rude. All that stuff goes on the Thoth Witchcraft Patreon. But also, because a magic should not be learnt from a fucking book, and you cannot really learn proper magic from a fucking book, much like uh, a lot of things, Chris, because it's, it's a, a craft, craft, isn't it? It's called a witchcraft. So you should learn by a doing. 
which craft is a craft you've got to do it right live breathe it and the like so there we go get yourselves on the thoth witchcraft patreon for like three or four quid i think it is isn't it and goodbye right sorry to the patrons for that little effort because i know you already know all about the thoth witchcraft patreon and the like and I know you're probably sick of me going on and on and on about it. But, you know, we've got to pay the bills. Yeah, got to keep the lights on. Candles don't buy the themselves. Because Tinkerbell, Tinkerbell gets very upset when I put her in a jar and shake the jar to make her light up more when I'm trying to read me books it's cruel. at night. It's cruel. It is cruel. So where are we going next, then? Okay. Did we do? Did we debunk Neoplatonism? I think we did. <laughs> or at least we've given people things. We've given to them think a chance about. to think about it. At the end of the day, you know we can't we can't fit yeah. everything into this. Otherwise, we'd have to do six million of these instead of the, just the couple of hundred that we've got planned already. Um, it's the fact that obviously we're we're just putting the breadcrumbs out there. You go make your own decisions, and if you don't agree with us, tell us you don't agree with us. That's the whole point of this process, is to allow you to tell us that you don't think we're right, and then we tell you that you you might not be you might not be right either. So, yeah, what we need to do is we need to get you out of this thought process of there are big questions that no one can answer. Yeah. Because you can answer them, and they're quite easy to answer. You've got to do experiments, though. It means getting off your ass and doing something magical. And I think, Chris, that that information isn't put out there. Because the way we learn in the West is a case of, okay, someone else has made it to this newfound yeah. land. And they can tell me how to get there, and they can describe yeah. it to me. When in reality, within magic... I don't like that approach. Like, I think we can get accused of giving a Definitely. lot away that these secret societies and the like don't like us talking about. But we only do that because we're trying to get you on to actually doing the proper big yeah. stuff, the big boy and girl stuff. That's what we want you doing. We don't want you contemplating life after death and the like because that's a that's nursery Leave that school for Christians. stuff. You've got to move beyond that quickly. Yeah. You'll find that the 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 uh, a lot of magical practitioners and the like out there make a big thing out of all of that stuff, and I tend to find it's because they have a lack of anything past that. Well, there's I don't think they they're really still looking at everything that. from a three dimensional point of view, aren't they? And we yeah, like the seventh dimension. Yeah, we still need to do a follow up to that. So. We could continue on the story. It's kind of relevant to what we've done now, yeah. to a certain extent, because if that branch of that tree is three dimensions, then the next step for the tree in total is a yeah. four dimensions, isn't it? Yeah. Ooh. At which point, time is no longer linear. Yeah. Hence why your, all your past, present and future lives can be all linked together. So it's really a shift in consciousness. So, if your physical body is the leaf on the end of the uh, stick or on the end of the branch, then what is that process of getting back to that fucking tree? The tree trunk. That's where everyone wants to get, Chris. I can tell. They all want to get there now. They're going to be impatient. So... The process that we kind of hinted at and a lot of the uh, great mystics and the magicians and the witches and magical practitioners of the past and the present and the future are hint at but no one actually fucking tells you how to do it unless they tell you some golden dawn approach whereby you've got to do loads of rituals and stuff over and over and over again which is quite interesting but there are flaws in that don't know. What should we expand on? Should we expand on that or should we expand on something else? What do you want to do? You look like you're doing your yoga or I'm stretching. I'm in agony or today. Been doing too much manual stuff this last week. It's not. It's not suiting to my body. Uh, um. Anyway, okay. what were we talking about? Yeah. So, um, branches, trees, fourth dimension. It's it's one it's one of those things. It needs. I think the the first step is always a case of actually <laughs> accepting accepting the possibilities 
I think, you know, getting past this traditional Neoplatonist way of looking, which a lot of practitioners do, um, limits your possibility then to actually explore it further. If you're not going to push, if you're, bearing in mind yeah. you've got to get past your conscious mind into full access to your unconscious mind and then push beyond that, how are you supposed to do that if you're allowing your conscious mind to control your understanding of the universe? Um, and it is quite that simple. It is a case of if you're looking at it at, from that point of view and not opening up to actually going beyond that, then you're stuck at this three-dimensional VOC. And at the very you know, at the very most, you can look at the three-dimensional box, turn it around a bit, and then kind of go, okay, well now you need to understand there is no box. There is no box. The box is not there. I just went off on a little rant. You best, you best make actual sense of what I just said. Okay, so let's do a little bit of a recapping because people are going ahead because they're thinking, ah, I've caught some sort of a little occult snippet because if the tree is the fourth dimension and the branch is the third dimension, that must mean the forest is the yeah. fifth dimension. But really, we're going in order. How do you get from one tree to another? You've got to go through the yeah. root system. So no, no, people that thought that, that's incorrect. You're jumping ahead. You're jumping ahead to the advanced stuff when you haven't even started to get onto the intermediate stuff. So stop jumping ahead, people. <laughs> so let's assume that we've got a Neoplatonist that asks the question of, because this is generally the approach you get, but I'm a happy, I'm a happy and I'm a comfortable with my life and the mic. And I'm a happy to go back to the soup or to go back to wherever it is I'm a going. I don't much mind. I don't, why do I need to understand the structure of the soul? What was your answer to that? Well, Craig? my answer would be to, in order to do actual <laughs> intermediate magic is what my answer would be. But that's because I still want to keep pushing during this lifetime. I'm not just happy with accepting, okay, well, I'll do a few magic tricks. Um, like that Diablo or whatever his name is. Um, you know, Dynamo, that's Dynamo. the one. <laughs> um, you know, do a few magic tricks and then die. And then come back and do it all again. Because at the end of the day, it makes no difference to you. Because you're not going to be aware of the next one or the previous one. So, you know, if that wants to be your existence, you carry on. Um, what's different is the ones that actually want to push further and be able to do the next level shit. You're going to struggle to get past that with that. Um, one, because, you know, a big part of that is being able to command power at a higher, highest. Oh, I went to say higher self then. Did you hear me stop myself? Um <laughs> I did. Yeah. Uh, I, I said it anyway, said it just because anyway. other people wouldn't have understood what I was about to do, the uh, and what I shouldn't have done. But you know, it's getting to a self, uh, you know, a greater self, and at that point, being able to command the sort of you know spirits that you might want to ask those sorts of questions of, or like I said, just crib it yourself. Why ask? Uh, this is what I don't understand. I don't understand why John Dee and the like thought the best way to get answers was to torture cogs in a wheel. I don't understand how that works. You mean yes. angels? The question is, they didn't get through to any, did they? They got through to something else. Right. You know? <laughs> they had to stop being nasty to them and upset them. I think they ran up and cried and hid underneath the pictures. You know how I feel about them. Well, John Dee did, didn't he? He got most upset. I think that we, as practising witches, have a romanticised view of witchcraft. And the problem is, is that, you know, you can keep going further and further and further down the rabbit hole. The vast majority of pr practitioners from the past and currently in the future have not gone very far down the rabbit hole. In fact, if they look over their shoulder, they can still see the fucking light from outside. <laughs> that's how not far they've gone down, right? And the thing is, that's fine. 
Okay, that's fine. A lot of people like to practice low magic and want to master low magic because low magic is essentially altering this current state, this current life, your life, um, and the physical realm and the physical world. And that's fine. All of the cunning folk and lark, that sort of thing, make survivalist witchcraft, survivalist magic. They want to make life easier. They don't want any wants, they want to be catered to. They want more money, so they get it. They want health, they get it, all that sort of thing. However, there's a more beyond that. And you need to understand a lot more. And the vast majority of people, what you need to remember is they are not interested in going further down that hole. We meet a lot of people that tend to master, or I've met a lot of people, I don't know about you, Chris, that have got quite far with the low magic yeah. to the point where they live comfortably and then they stop because they've got everything yeah. they want. But for the person that wants more, the person that wants to, what is it that they say nowadays, ascend, is it? Or evolve. Oh, yeah. Then you need to start understanding bigger things, bigger things, bigger concepts, and exploring those bigger concepts because you're not going to get there from a philosophical perspective. No by having idealistic things and not exploring them and knowing. So today's episode that we're doing later is on Feisty Witches. And if you haven't already watched it, then go and watch it and see how many things get weaved in that you can uh, think about while we're secretly talking about past lives and greater mysteries. How many greater mysteries can you spot hidden in the Octoghost <laughs> Fasty Witches episode because I, we haven't recorded it yet but I'm gonna you know we'll both make sure that we put a couple of things in that go or go over everyone's heads from the uh, mundane perspective and the magical practitioners that's kind of beginner's perspective but we'll throw in a little bit for you intermediates and the people that are working towards an intermediate kind of a level of a witchcraft so, yeah, there we go. Now, some people will be screaming at the moment and saying, but you still didn't tell me how to get to the fucking trunk until you bypassed that. <laughs> so, uh, Chris, what are our, um, what's our ideas for routes that you can get to the trunk of the tree to start exploring those past lives? Because I get that in science fiction they think well what i'd do is i'd jump from one branch to another like a bug mm. but actually we're talking about using a deeper so like the old doctor who where he goes in a tardis or splits open to go to another universe or some some kind of doorway thing and just goes through some smoky kind of door or something like that we're talking about using the current structure that exists in order to do we're not trying to jump outside of the system we're actually talking about utilizing the system that exists itself kind of like going the right way up the escalator instead of going the wrong way up the escalator because i don't know about you chris but i do find that going the right way up the escalator is a lot easier than going the wrong way although you can do both if you're powerful enough or got powerful enough legs anyway and I think he's disappeared again. I don't know what's going on tonight with the uh, Wi-Fi and the like. But there we go. So uh, we'll have to wait and see if he comes back on. At this point, normally, most occultists and the like will say uh, the gods and the like are working against you. Because they don't want you sharing the information and that. But who knows? Maybe they don't want us sharing the information. Maybe they do want us sharing the information. If you was a tree, you'd be a powerful enough to take on those gods. Because of what, at the end of the day, are gods. Well, they're greater beings, aren't they? So they must be more powerful. Therefore, they probably are trees or something like that. All very interesting. The concept of taking on something huge and strong and powerful, such as a building. Well, as we know, if you've got any old listed buildings, many a chimneys have toppled off the roofs of old buildings because little seeds and saplings have dropped in 
and they grown bigger and bigger and bigger and they dispersed and they destroyed the brickwork. I don't know. I think I'm kind of wasting time at this perspective because I've still kept trying to ring Chris back and he ain't answering, so I have no idea what's going on. I'm presuming that he's restarting his Wi Fi or something. So we'll see if he comes on. So, anyway, talking about practical things, because witchcraft is practical, and at the end of the day, if you're wanting to be practical about attacking this, where are you going to start with this sort of thing? So there's a person, one of our patrons called Little Delphi, and we kind of set her the homework of trying to access and remote view, and to a certain extent potentially interact with, past lives first. And what she kind of sees is when she goes to that altered state, close to the astral, she sees all these Pokeballs, like from Pokemon, that cartoon. Um, and she tries to open up Pokeballs, and inside the Pokeballs she kind of gets sucked in and then goes into past lives and the like. So the first part is to connect with and view and understand past lives. But in order to do that, you kind of need a catalogue, to a certain extent, in order to start exploring. Now, when you get more advanced, or when you are that tree itself, when you can shift your consciousness from the branch to the actual tree, you have access to all those things simultaneously. But we have to remember at that point, you are not a branch, you are a tree. So the psyche is different, your brain is different, and you are essentially a different thing. So in order to take our consciousness, you as an individual, your human brain and human mind, reaching in and controlling the totality of all of those different branches at once, your brain is going to struggle with that and your psyche will probably explode. Now, that can happen, which is why we have to be a little bit careful when we help people remote viewing past lives and interacting with past lives. Because the closer you get to interacting with a past life, the more you'll start to slip in to that past life body. And that is a good thing and a bad thing. One is a good thing because, of course, you start to experience it from the perspective of being it. So you can know what's happening in terms of the mindset of the person. You can feel the emotions. You know what it's like to be a Roman if you were a past Roman because you go to that Roman life that Roman body, and you start to go back in. If you've ever wondered what it's like to possess someone, because we know spirits can possess people and things, you're, to a certain extent, kind of doing that. It's a similar perspective. So you psychics and mediums and like might know what it's like to feel possessed by a spirit or to, you know, because you kind of leave the body, but that kind of uh, sweet spot, I suppose, in between when the spirit's there and you've gone. The perspective of the spirit that is doing the possessing, you're going to be that spirit, okay, with your own past life. So what you're doing is you're getting control over linking to a past life. Now, we do past lives because for a couple of reasons. One is a little bit safer than doing a future lives, although I would hardly say that it is safe because it's really not. Um, but also, when you first start doing it, you're going to struggle because you're going to be thinking, is this a load of shit? What's happening? It's going to be a bit of a mind fuck. So what you're going to eventually do when you do the process over and over again is you'll get more control. You'll be able to go further into that past life or go backwards to fast forward to recall more and more and more and to have more control over that life. So how does that look like? It kind of looks like as if you've got a DVD player whereby you can fast forward and rewind. Of course, the important thing is the menu at the beginning, that scene select section, means that you don't have to watch the whole movie. You can just go into the selection that you want. Now, back in the day, back in the day, when you had DVD players and the like, you had to look at your DVD collection and decide which past life you were going to get 
you know, open up that DVD compartment, take the CD disc out, DVD disc, and stick it in the player and play it, right? So we don't really take that approach. What we need to do is we need more of a Netflix type thing because that's more useful. So if you're looking for a specific part of information, okay, what a lot of people will do is they'll start to try and analyse past lives and piece them together, basically like putting all of your DVDs in order. Um, realistically, what you want is you want like a Netflix type thing, whereby you want to search via genre or you want to put something in the search bar. So you might know exactly what you want or you might kind of know what you want. So with the perspective of creating your GUI, your graphical user interface, your way of interacting and archiving and organizing past, present and future lives, what will happen is that will happen naturally to you. Now, the way little Delphi, whether she's aware of it or not, I started to think that she's starting to become aware of it, is that she has these Pokeballs. And she is aware that some Pokeballs she can grab and get access to, and others she can. Now, why is that? It's because there are checks and balances. So, remember the Pokeball system is being controlled by the tree in total, and you are a branch. You can't take on yet, yet, you will be eventually be able to, but you can't yet take on the mantle, I suppose, of the tree, because you don't have the strength to do that. If you connect to a past life where you have suffered a greater trauma, that can follow you into the present life. And I don't mean about why do we do the things we do. Oh, it must be I have a phobia of having my um, toe cut off because I had my toe cut off in a previous life and I got a lot of trauma and that followed me into this life. I'm not talking about that. What I'm talking about, okay, is you being okay or as close to okay as a psychologist would say the average person is <laughs> and then going and viewing and interacting with a past life and then being back in that body and having something terrible happen to you. And then going back to the present and taking that psychological baggage back with you. Because the human psyche and the human mind is extremely delicate. Okay. Look at PTSD. Bad things happen. Like that can literally last seconds. And that can screw people up for the rest of their lives. When you're talking about being the tree itself, you are talking about taking on the baggage of every single life that you've ever had and will have all at once. Now, you can't do that yet. So the training mechanisms that are in place, because there are mechanisms in place to prevent you doing something stupid, such as this Pokeball thing that Little Delphi's created, is that if there is something really bad that she can't cope with, that Pokeball is outside of her, her reach. At the same time, none of these Pokeballs are labelled. So what she has to do is go with the intent of something. Whether it's, I want to experience sadness. Or I want to experience a human life where I was a super powerful magical practitioner. What should happen is those Pokeballs will start to arrange... And the closest within reach should be the most relevant. Kind of like a Google search where you would type in a Google what you want and then the most relevant thing should come to the top. Okay, we'll ignore the advertising for now. But yes, that does factor in. But we'll ignore it because it gets too complicated. Right? So in terms of obviously doing that, don't use the Pokeball method. Instead, use the kind of methods that you're used to for astral projection and astral travel. Now, we will expand on this more and more and more with little techniques and things. And hopefully we might be able to put a little uh, mini course or something on the Thoth Witchcraft Patreon for you. Because this is a super deep subject and it's quite difficult. So, obviously, we've got to break it down. But the thought process you need to get into is, at the moment... We're not trying to become the tree. You are already part of the tree. Instead, start thinking of it in terms of I'm now aware 
that there is a tree that I'm part of and I'm aware that past, present and future lives are other branches on that tree. And then what you've got to do is you've got to start to you and the tree work together for a language or system that will enable you to get more control over the tree because the tree is you and it wants you to control it or it wants you to be part of it so it's not like it's going to lock you out for no apparent reason so a lot of the cookie cutter type things that we see in magical books and magical practice and the like is like this astral projection thing well well i'll teach you astral projection just do this and this technique a lot of the time it doesn't work what you've got to remember is that there's two things here one you your conscious mind the next the tree which comes through through the unconscious mind so what you're essentially trying to do through little techniques and through exploration which means actually fucking doing something and not just thinking about it starting to try and create methods for accessing past lives and viewing them and the like now I speak in a, I spoke a little bit of waffle and you might want to re re-listen to the podcast um because it, I know this is a little bit more complicated and serious than what we're used to talking about but this kind of does relate and follow on from the seventh dimension living podcast that we did so what I want you to do because we're going to be out of time soon is I don't want to give you techniques to use and I don't want to give too much away I'll leave you with one little detail but what I want is for you to see if you can come up with ideas for how you might go about doing this because I know this is a big thing and a big ask okay but I know that a lot of people that are listening now on the Patreon are either already doing this or they're really ready to take this step so try and be creative don't ask for a structure from us to do this instead try and create your own structure because you'll be surprised what happens and then when you start exploring and have some massive fails or you know come on leaps and bangs and have some success get back to us and tell us what you've been up to what worked what didn't work and then instead what we'll do is instead of catching the fish for you we'll help you use that net that you are building whether you're aware of it or not to fish for yourself because we're not going to give you a net for this you're creating the net okay we're just helping you fish we're teaching you how to use the net or the fishing rod or whatever I think that's a somewhat half decent example. I don't know if it makes sense, but it makes sense in my head. So there we go. That's your homework. But as ever, think about physical body, then conscious mind, then unconscious mind. All of the stuff flows through the unconscious mind, essentially. Your access point doorway is the unconscious mind. So that's what you've got to work with. That's what you've got to first gain access to and mastery of in order to get to that tree trunk. And other places okay so all the techniques that you're using to get your conscious mind and your unconscious mind on the same page are important so you know depending on what stages you're at some people might use tarot currently for that or some people might use um I don't know crystal balls and the like or black mirrors or scrying in water or something we need to take the methods that you're using and we need to really really start pushing them further and further and further so what is the aim and objective what's the homework should you wish to do it well of course it is to try and view and interact with another branch of your tree my suggestion is that you go for something that's interesting to you so if you're interested in a particular um part of time or if you're interested because you're all interested in magic of course so it might be interesting to see if you're a witch maybe see if you connect with another witch that you've been in the past or potentially one that you're going to be in the future or something that sort of thing 
So anyway, I know it's complicated, mull it over, and if you're starting to do this work or you really didn't understand anything that we just talked about, then please give us, you know, drop us a message. And uh, I'm not, Chris would say goodbye, but unfortunately he's having problems. So goodbye.